the moment UFC fans around the world have been waiting for. Welcome to Fight Night with Aldo. I'm joined by my guest, Rushab Yazmi. What's up, everybody? All right, and today we're going to talk about UFC 205. Now, it occurred last uh, Saturday, and the Master Square Garden for the first time. This is the UFC. This was the, fir- the UFC's very first event in Master Square Garden, which was huge. Um, after over a decade of the UFC trying to fight the New York government with putting with making MMA illegal. Um, it finally happened earlier this year. So, are they able to use the? They're able to use the Garden State Arena over and over again now, right? Um, they, they can't use it. It's um, Garden is a company, and they can, but they can host events there now. Oh, okay, so they can still host more fights at Madison Square Garden. Yes, they're already planning to hold another, the next event to be in November of next year. All right. So awesome. we're not gonna say it a lot, but we're definitely gonna see huge events there from now on, which okay. is gonna generate huge money because. This event alone broke records. Attendance records for Master Square Garden. I think they've broken the Ali Frazier record, which was like the biggest really? fight of all time to be held there. That is that is fantastic. They generated seventeen million dollars in pay per view pay per view, which is their which is uh, their all time record, beating the UFC two hundred two McGregor Diaz rematch, which mm. is huge. Um, all I know is a huge event, and it was very successful. Really good fights going on. Um, I Oh, sorry. The, hey, main, go, go the main card was uh, McGregor and Eddie Alvarez this time, right? Yes. Um, we uh, had. I just want to recap the main card. We started off with um, Misha Tate versus Raquel Pennington. A great fight. Unfortunately, uh, Misha Tate lost by a decision. And if you don't know Misha Tate, she was a former UFC bantamweight champion who was who was considered one of the legends of the sport because she was a true pioneer of women's MMA. If it weren't for her and Ronda Rousey, women's MMA would be nowhere right now. What about uh, the other person, old person, Gina Carrera? I think her name was. Uh, oh, was, Beth Carrera. I think so. She was she was much older. She was uh, way back in the day before Ronda Rousey and um, Misha Tate. But I remember her last name being Carrera. I'm not. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about Beth Carrera. She's another UFC fighter who's uh, I don't really like her, but um, Carrera, Carrero. Some some somewhere along those lines, mm. there was a um, female UFC fighter. Was really famous for for uh, fighting, obviously, but probably not in the UFC because the very first UFC fighter to really make headlines to be famous was Ronda Rousey. Really, she pretty much brought fame to women's MMA. But uh, Misha Tate was one of the pioneers. She right. was one of the people to really struggle the most with it, and she's by all means, I think she is a true champion because no matter how many times she got knocked down, she will always get back up and continue fighting. All right, that's um, awesome. I've never seen one of her fights, so I've, I've yeah. Um, if you want to see one of her, I definitely recommend her fight with uh, Holly Holmes when she when she won the belt. I you, I heard that was amazing. Yeah, th- that, that really amazing. shows you her career in a fight because she kept on. She lost most of the rounds. Holly Holm was pretty much going to win that fight, but Misha Tate just, held on, just kept on going, yeah. and choked out Holly Holmes. It's like that old uh, that old thing where you just tire them out until eventually you just snap back and then yeah, the rest. Yeah, it really worked. It re- it really worked for her. Unfortunately, she, she lost to Amanda Nunes, UFC 200. But, you know, despite all of that, she kept on trying. She kept on coming back. But, unfortunately, that her fight in UFC 205 was her last as she announced her retirement. Really? So, we're no longer going to be seeing her fight 
fighting ever. Is she gonna go and try to do a Ronda Rousey thing where she's gonna go in ninety movies or? Um, I don't know what she's gonna do with her career, but I can definitely tell you this: she is a beautiful woman. I'm sure she's gonna find some type of modeling agency. She's gonna be. She went from UFC to modeling. That's that's a that's a hell of a transition. That's right there. um. I, I see a lot of UFC fighters doing that currently. Like Ronda Rousey, she has yeah. done. She has done covers for Sports Illustrated. On one of her more famous covers was um when she did the whole body paint thing. That's true, but Ronda Rousey's always like, I don't know. I feel like Ronda Rousey has that ego going for her because when she's fighting, she was also doing twenty movies at the same time. Yeah. she was doing the, she was doing a bunch of photo shoots, and even uh, Dana White, I think, came out and said, "Is like, listen, you can't star in a whole bunch of movies, model, and then fight and expect to win." So like. I don't know. I feel like Ronda Rousey isn't exactly the best example of that because she's always gone above and beyond and doing other things besides fighting yeah. as soon as her fame hit her. Yeah. It yeah, it's good for her. You know, she's doing what she's doing stuff to make herself famous stuff, but at the same time as a at a fighting standpoint point of view, she um I don't know. I like Ronda Rousey. She has amazing grappling and judo skills, but she does look amazing too. Yeah, but I don't, I don't see her as a true champion just because of the fact that to me, a champion is someone who gets knocked down, but they can still come back for the for the belt. To me, that's a real champion. Did she? At loot, and as soon as she lost her first fight ever, she she disappeared for an entire year. You know, I know it hit her hard. I know people on social media was bashing on her, and it probably hurt her a lot. But at the same time, to me, she could have done a lot. She could have taken it a lot better. It's also the fact that, like, you, as someone who's a performer, because regardless of what you say, MMA, when it's it's something that's a televised event, you are performing for an audience. Anytime you put up a bad performance or if you lose, you are going to get backlash. Yeah. So you have to be able to get that thick skin and be able to be like, all right, these people are bashing me, but it's my duty to get back up and go back to doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't think Ronda Rousey fully understood that concept yet or mastered that concept because she's never lost before. So she needs to experience the idea of losing something for her to get that thick skin and come back. So yeah. I feel like losing was actually good for her, and I think it'll actually help her career. Yeah, some, sometimes losing really humbles the uh, fighter. And we'll talk about that a little bit later because it, it, it will connect with um, the main event uh, fighter, Conor McGregor. But I just want to go on recap the uh, event. Because after that fight, we had Chris Weidman, former UFC middleweight champion, versus Yael Romero, who is the number four ranked middleweight from Cuba. And he that fight was a blast to watch. Lord. First round went to Weidman, in my opinion. Second round went to Romero. So the third round was really important. But then Romero came out of nowhere in the first minute and knocked out Weidman with a flying knee. Second ever UFC fighter to get two a flying knee knockouts in their flying career. knee. Yes, See, completely now, busted up Weidman's face, and it, it was that was a sight to behold. That's that's how you know it's real because in UFC you don't really see too many knockouts from something like a, that has the word flying preceding it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> nobody's getting knocked out by a flying sidekick. That doesn't actually happen. But the fact yeah. he got knocked out by a flying knee says something. It's a devastating. Last time I saw a flying knee knockout, it was uh, Michael Page versus. Uh, uh, Cyborg's ex-husband in uh, Bellator. I don't know if you saw that, but um, I didn't see the it fight. was very infamous knockout because that was a fir- that was because Cyborg's ex um, Santos Cyborg he uh, ended up suffering from a fractured skull, mm. which is named which is pretty much the worst possible injury ever recorded in MMA history. That is insane. It was caved. His skull caved in. It was horrible. 
Did, so for wouldn't they make it illegal after that then the flying uh, no. knee to the head? No, they they wouldn't make that illegal. I don't think it should be illegal. It's a devastating um thing to do, but at the same time, an injury like that is only rare. It's rare. Uh, that's true enough. That's true um, enough. and it re- it's not really life threatening in my opinion, because I mean, it's I, rare to get for your for your head to cave in. Yeah, it's dangerous, but it's not like doing something easier like an elbow to the top of your head which can't which is fatal and yeah. used to be allowed but now that's legal but um that's not legal but um applying it to the face i feel like it's not that bad considering other stuff you can do it was an but. mma fighter to say that and there's nobody walking around the street saying you know what i took a flying knee to the face it wasn't that bad it's only in no. MMA fights that you say a flying knee to the face isn't bad. And that's why you got to love this sport, man. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's, an, it's a crazy sport, you know. And Chris Weidman, you know, props to him. And, again, to me, Chris Weidman is a people's champion because even though he lost like that in his hometown. Cause that, he's that's hard hitting right there. Yeah, that's but, you know, he's still, he's still not down for the count. He still wants to fight again. He needs to take some time off to recover from that hit because his face got busted up. Obviously, he appa- yeah. Apparently, he said he broke uh, – the UFC record for most stitches <laughs> in a press it, conference. But I mean, um, that's something you got to respect, though. Yeah, like, you have to respect a fighter who can go down and still come back up. Yeah. And your respect to Romero, I'm Cuban, so obviously I'm rooting for him represent. to get the belt. But at the same time, it's hard for me to root for him because Romero, unfortunately, is a very controversial fighter due to the fact that he was caught for uh, steroids last year. Um, so it's really hard for me to, to root for him because he's apparently going to be the next to fight Michael Bisping for the Mike for the middleweight title. Uh, I'm rooting for Bisping. I love him. He's a real champ too. He's been grinding for ten that's gonna years. That's going to be a that's going to be a good good fight right there though. Michael yeah, Bisping but um, I feel like I feel like um, Romero might win this because he's a very active, strong not active fighter, but he's strong. He's explosive. His first round, he's very active. Um, but same time, it's to me it's 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 a really moral thing to root for him or not because of the fact that like you torn Cuban, up. but he's also he's, on, he's also known to be on roids. But yeah. it could also be like almost like a John Jones situation where the there was found to be on steroids or and has tried to turn the life around. So it it all depends. Yeah. Because if he was on steroids before and now he's like I'm done with it. I don't I don't fuck with it anymore or whatever. Then you might have to give him some respect just for the fact that he got past the fact. But that the he's thing on is, John Jones, he's never been caught for steroids only recently, and that was because of the uh, erectile dysfunction pills he took. Recent. The thing with him, well, John Jones was caught for uh, cocaine. He came back from that. Well, yeah, that's what that's but, what um, I mean. Um, it's analogous to the fact that he got caught with cocaine. Yeah. So, for example, if Yo Romero, when he got caught with steroids, if he comes back and he just recovers from that, and he's able to get past it, and he's about to fight cleanly. Then you should add. A, I I personally feel like that's a little bit more respectable because you went from basically cheating to be like, listen, I screwed up. I need to start fighting more clean now. Yeah, you know all the. But really, at the end of the day, I just want a good fight. So hopefully yeah. that fight happens soon. Yo Romero, Michael Best Man, I really want that to happen. At least UFC two hundred nine. That'll be interesting to watch. Um, but after that fight, that's when we started hitting the three championship fights in the main card. Amazing card, by the way. We had Joanna Jerczyk. I, I probably slaughtered the name. The name. <laughs> They're Polish names. I am not very good. <laughs> and uh, Karolina Kowalkowicz, I think. I don't know. I'm not really good. I'm very sorry to anyone who is Polish. <laughs> but um, that was an amazing fight. Those, those two women are the baddest women to come from Poland. 
best strikers I have seen in the UFC. Hey man, you don't they're, you don't you don't fuck with Polish women, man. I'll tell you that much. They're yeah, nah, they're they're oof, crazy, crazy fight, crazy. crazy. Um, not really much you can say about that, you know. Um, Honestly, you just well, have to watch it. You have yeah, to watch one. it, and you get your own opinion on it. Yeah, watch it. Um, I really hope they do a rematch. Carolina is looking for a rematch because she, you know, I have to say that she almost won that fight. Mm. She almost won it. She almost had it. Joanna needs to improve a little bit more on her striking. Not saying she's horrible. She's amazing striker, but I feel like she needs to be a bit more smart about how she approach her opponents because she got hit a lot. Strategize, um, strategize on. Yeah, Neely needs to really needs to bob and weave more. Um, but Carolina really wants there to be the rematch in Poland, which would be in interesting. Poland. Do I they... don't know if it can generate much money for the UFC because Poland really isn't Is... a large country yeah is it, it do, do they have like mma fights in poland has that happened before i'm not sure they i'm pretty sure they probably have like amateur fights but not a company yeah. as big as the ufc coming to poland i mean i'm not sure it can happen but you know if it does happen that'll be interesting to see also if it does happen you basically if it does happen if they do an event as big as ufc in poland you basically in, invite another country into the into the mix you get more fans into it and that just might be good for ufc you never know yeah yeah because definitely, you know, ever since Conor McGregor joined the picture, you see, we saw a huge, huge, huge spike in fan bases. In fan bases, Irish people really love are loving the UFC right now. So I can tell you right now, UFC is going to Dublin very soon. Yeah. We are. Yeah. Um, after that, we got uh, Tyrone Woodley versus uh, St- Stephen Wonderboy Thompson for the welterweight title, and I can tell you this: this fight, hands down, is the best fight UFC two hundred five. Really? Even even past the main card? Way better than the main event. Way, way better. We're talking full five rounds of two men who just won't give up. To me, I, my favorite division is the welterweight division. It has the most talent in all of UFC. Got Robbie Lawler, Carlos Condit. We had George St. Pierre. We had BJ Penn, uh, Tyrone Woodley, Warrior McDonald, who's now in Bellator. We have, uh, you know, Stephen Wonderboy. We just keep on getting more people, you know. Um, and I'm telling you right now, this fight was amazing. Last year, two of the best fights in MMA was welterweight fights. Robbie Lawler versus Roy McDonald and Robbie Lawler versus Carlo Condit. This year, fight of the year, definitely, next to um, McGregor-Diaz rematch is Tyrone Woodley and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson because these two went at it. Mm. First... Very controversial, too, because originally the announcement was um, Tyrone Woodley won by split decision, but then they changed it to a majority draw. Really? They did it ha- right, in, right before he, um, he was going to be, uh, um, Tyrone was going to be interviewed by Joe Rogan. He was, they came back to him and they're like, and he said, nope, this is a majority draw now. Are they allowed to do that, though? They is can. That... They can. If so the can... judges feel like they messed up their scores and need to change it, they can They can, they can 100% do that. I feel like that's it a controversial will, rule yeah, right there. It, will con- it, it caused controversy. Tyrone Woodley was not be. happy about that. I wouldn't be happy um, either, man, because if you yeah. say that I win the first time and then I'm doing interviews and all of a sudden it's a draw now, it's, it's going to upset the fighter. I feel like at that point, your job as a judge is you have to you have to like at least try to get it right, and they do, and yeah. they do. 
But I feel like as soon as you give the option to go back on what you just said, that already creates more of a controversy. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was, um, I feel like, my opinion, I think Tyron Woolley won. He dominated most of the fight. First round, fourth round, definitely, I, th- I would say the fifth, I guess. But I think he definitely dominated more. But Steven Wonderboy Thompson, he was he won the fans. He won the people. In the fourth round, he got knocked down by Woodley hard. He went down floor hard. He was about to, that's it, they were about to call off the fight. One, um, Tyron Woodley put him in a guillotine hold hmm. very tight. Like, we're talking as tight as it could possibly be. And Woodley didn't tap. He refused. He, People's he was, champion he was right in there. that choke for a good minute and a half, and he would not tap. He didn't. He refused to tap. I thought he was going to pass out, but he didn't. And then he slipped his head out. And he started ground pounding Tyrone like it was. That was amazing. It was amazing. I was hundred percent sure he was gonna lose that fight because of that. But then he, he hung in there. Is those, to me, that's a true fighter. He's a true champion material right there. Is is those type of fights that make you want to appreciate MMA just a little bit more? Because in MMA you have you have a whole bunch of these good fights, but then at the same time you also have fights where it lasts literally maybe ten seconds. Some dude just get knocked out by a lucky blow or something like that. But as soon as you have a real competitive fight with two people where it could swing both ways, I feel that's where UFC comes out more and the MMA and the skills come a lot up, show a little bit more. Yeah, um, I, swear, I cannot wait for the rematch. They're talking the immediate rematch soon. Really hope it happens. I mean, but Tyrone Woolley doesn't want a rematch. He wants to, uh, he's in, he really wants to face Conor McGregor. Hmm. And I'll get, the, I'll get back to that in a little bit. But uh, the main the main event, Conor McGregor versus Eddie Alvarez for the lightweight title. Everyone knows about this fight. It's It was biggest fight in UFC history. Biggest hype. History. Was, was it more hype than the Diaz fight? I feel like the oh, Diaz. Oh, there was huge hype in the Diaz rematch. I was, I was, in my opinion, just, just from social media by itself, um, I feel like this fight was amped up. But I feel like the, the Diaz rematch was... Was beyond promoted. Oh like yeah, it actually, was, it I'll went tell you everywhere. This. I'll tell you this: you're right on that because apparently research ha- says that um, the D- UFC 202 main event, McGregor versus Diaz, the rematch, that was searched around seven million times on Google. UFC 205 McGregor versus Eddie Alvarez that was Googled about two million times. And it makes sense so, though. It's a huge gap. I mean, it makes sense though yeah. because. And because it's a rematch, basically, you have Conor McGregor who has this ego and his personality to him where he was like, I apologize to nobody. I am the champion. And then he loses, right? And then you get the rematch going. People are going to want to see that fight, how he yeah. rebounds from it. Whereas the Alvarez and the McGregor fight, like it was, it was hyped up, no doubt, but there wasn't that history behind it. Yeah. It, that was a crazy fight, man. I have never seen a man got... Who got? Uh, I've never seen a one-sided fight like this ever. Like McGregor, it was disappointing. Single, he he. I never liked McGregor. I still yeah, don't I, like McGregor. I, McGregor. I thought McGregor was always a decent fighter who got lucky with his fights. Um, his true challenge at first to me was Mendez. That's when he, that's when people ex- that's when he men- Chad Mendez exposed his wrestling and grappling thing. He got to me. I thought he got lucky with Jose Aldo because he got way deep into his head. Then Diaz happened. Everyone realized, oh, shit, maybe he's not that great. He won Diaz, barely, because I thought that fight was a draw myself. But then this fight, oh, he he proved. He, to me, there's no doubt in my mind anymore that McGregor 
is that much of a great fighter because he his striking is on some different level, man. I have never seen someone throw punches that precise, that quickly, and so much power put into it in such a short amount of time. Because I, he never saw him cock back his fist, nothing. He just threw them, and that's it. He was knocked out. Like nothing. His left hand is do out you, of this world, man. Do you think? <clears throat> oh, excuse me. But do you think that, like, I personally feel just from two hundred five, the main, the main event. I feel like the oh, my voice just cracked. I just feel like the fact that Alvarez performed so badly. Like, he did not perform well at all, in my opinion. Oh, no. That was it was a horrible performance. Even I feel he recognized like it. It was horrible. It was such a bad performance. I feel like because it was such a bad performance, people think McGregor is a lot better than he actually is. Now, I was never a big fan of McGregor. I hated his attitude, and he's a great fighter. I got to give him props. But I feel like for this fight specifically, the fact that Alvarez performed so badly, it just made McGregor look that much better. When he might not might not have been. You know, you make a point there, but at the same time, I just can't. It's hard to ignore the fact that most of his wins have been by knockout, and always by the same thing, his left hand. And I don't, I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's crazy to think because, like, it's not the fact that he beat him; it's the fact how he beat him. Yeah. He was so precise. If you watch the if you watch the replays, he threw four punches in like less than a second and just knocked him out. He went down. Like, uh, he took Eddie Alvarez down like it was nothing. Um, He stuffed five of his takedowns. Eddie Alvarez is known to be more of a wrestler than a striker. He stuffed f- all five of his takedowns like they were nothing. So I can tell you this. At least we know that McGregor is improving on his grappling because he can't if wrestle, he, but yeah. at, least now he can, at least now we know he can defend against it. That's good. But l- like you said, Alvarez even admitted that was just one of his worst performances. Yeah. So I feel like that definitely has an impact on the on the fight itself and how it was perceived, because if you if you see the the reaction between the McGregor and the Alvarez fight, everyone's like, "Yo, McGregor, McGregor knocked him fuck out." It was it was total domination, which it it was. But I honestly like I feel a lot of that comes from the fact that Alvarez did not perform as much as he wanted to do, and you you got to give uh, McGregor props. He's he's an amazing fighter, obviously, but I don't know. So, something throws me off about him. I don't like his attitude. Yeah. His his attitude is like I wanted him to lose just because I was hoping he would get humbled a bit. Like yeah. he got humbled a lot after the first DS fight. Yeah. But once he won, that he thought he was hot shit again even though he barely won. Exactly. In my opinion. It's like like we've talked about before. It's the idea of losing that helps you grow as a fighter, right? Because you're able to get knocked out and you realize that okay, maybe I do need a lot of things I need to work on, and I can rebound from that. And this is coming from a guy who's, who's personally was a huge fan of Anderson Silva. Right now, Anderson Silva is not much of anything right now. But if you look at Anderson Silva, he was such a humble guy in the way he fought. Not in the way he fought, but like in the, in the speaking mannerisms. He bowed down to DC after the fight. Like, I grew up off respecting that, respecting the idea that you respect the other opponent as much as you respect yourself. Yeah. And Conor McGregor is the exact opposite of that, which is the attitude I don't like. Um, th- yeah, I agree with you because to me that's my main argument about MMA. People always see it as like UFC is like, 
it's a savage sport, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, it's for it's for dumbasses who like love to see people kill each other. And I'm just like, no, it's more than that. It's always been more. It's always it's always it's been all humbling. about respect and being humble and respecting your opponent. You look at if you look at boxing and stuff, there's no respect. There's Especially now, there might have been now. at some point. No, there was, there definitely was. But look at look at at UFC now. Anderson Silva is one of the most humble guys out there. He bows to his opponents even after they beat the shit out of him. Look at if you look at uh, Michael Bisping versus Anderson Silva, after the fight, they they would not stop you know bowing down to each other. They're very respectful of each other. They understand what they understand that before the fight they gotta be assholes to each other, hype up the fight. But afterwards, they're they're real with each other. You, you know? have to respect the fact that this guy just got in the ring with you. Like this man, who who's training to beat you up, is in the same ring as you. Actually, put the gloves on. Is actually yeah. willing to fight. And I feel like that deserves so much more merit than in a, than people get. Same thing, for example, like um, CM Punk, right? When he when he came to the UFC, everyone was like, "Yo, he's gonna he's gonna die. He's trash, whatever." And he did lose, oh, but at the same horrible. time, it was a horrible. It was horrible, but at the same time, you have to respect him for being like, "Listen, I tried. I went out there. I respect my opponent," and that shows a certain level of maturity that yeah. to the point where like. This is this is what pisses pisses me off on my, about McGregor the fact that CM Punk shows more maturity than you like come on man like what what are you doing it was crazy you know that's my thing about Ronda Rousey and like Jose Aldo they were a chance for a long time they're very dominant but as soon as they lost their first fight it they just fell apart yeah Ronda Rousey was going on social media talking about how she wanted to kill herself pretty much disappeared for a year I don't know what she's doing. Now she's back with an immediate title shot. And, you know, I feel, I, I don't know. It's just like, to me, she, does, she, she doesn't deserve it. How, the way she lost, how she acted after that, she doesn't deserve it. And they're giving her the special treatment, unlike Jose Aldo, who, is cha- who has been undefeated for 10 years, been one of the most dominant champs of all time. Was, was, last year was, pound for pound, the greatest fighter ever. Yeah. He lost once. 13-second knockout. I get it. It was devastating. It was a horrible match. It was a horrible performance. But for a guy who was dedicated to UFC that much, who's been in the UFC for that long, fighting, and to lose once and not get an immediate rematch, it's crazy. But then you look at how he acted because of it. He was talking about retiring. He was talking about... He was talking about throwing in... Di- taking a dive in his next fight, and I was respecting this guy because you know even though he lost, he still got back up. He still got yeah. back up. He trained. He got back to his old self. He put in yeah. a dominant performance against Frankie Edgar in UFC 200. But after that, when he found out that Eddie Eddie um McGregor gonna be fighting Eddie Alvarez instead of him, all hell broke loose, and he was just like, no fuck this. I'm retiring. I'm gonna go to another sport. I'm going to take a dive in my next fight. And some, that just, I just lost respect. Some people just, just can't handle losing. But back to what you said about um, how Ronda Rousey got the title shot, I feel like a lot of that a lot of that has to do a lot more on the business aspect of things, yeah. like marketing things. Like, for example, the fact Ronda Rousey has such a big role in women's MMA, the fact that she already, she's been in movies, she, she is a public figure. She represents an entire gender of the sport. So when she comes back after a devastating loss, they're gonna make her. They're gonna hype it up as much as they can, 
And the one way they can do that is by giving her a title shot. I honestly, I feel they could have done it differently because I feel like the bigger fight would have been a rematch with Holly Holm, the only girl to have ever beaten her. But at the same time, I feel like that could have been a disrespect to Holly Holmes herself because she doesn't want to go down as the only girl to have beat Ronda Rousey. She wants. I mean, after you have to make a won, name for yourself. After she won, she lost twice in a row. Yeah. And she's still trying to get back out there. That's why I love Holly Holmes. She's a fantastic fighter. Yeah. But I feel like the bigger fight would be a rematch with Holly Holmes because she is the only person to have ever actually expose Ronda Rousey for how horrible her boxing is. And if she stays with her coach, I forgot his name. He's just some European guy. He's a, he, he's a he, horrible coach. He does boxing, right? Like he was actually in like uh, yeah, he was a boxer, training boxers and he stuff. Was, oh, he's a horrible coach. He's he he's training um, Ronda Rousey's boyfriend Travis Brown right now, and that guy he he sucks now, he sucks. It, I mean, just, so, at some point you gotta look back at the people who are training you and be like, is this working out for me? Yeah. If you you gotta come to that realization, but um, yeah, I know it does suck about Jose Aldo because I wanted Jose Aldo to win hands down because mostly because I don't like McGregor, but like you said, he's been undefeated for ten years. But after you've been undefeated for so long, you have to get that thick skin to be like, okay, I need to take this loss and rebound. But if you can't do that, then you just not, it's yeah. not respectable. That's what he tried to do. But the more, the longer he had to wait for that rematch, which he still hasn't gotten yet, the more impatient he got and the more he started to just fall apart. And that's the same McGregor not just physically defeated him, but that guy mentally destroyed Jose Aldo. Like McGregor has is very has has a way with words. He really yeah. does. I mean just if you just look at the press conference, this man oh. is crazy. He shows up in a fur coat dancing and then twenty he, minutes late. And then he ends up throwing a chair at somebody. Like he almost threw a chair. That yeah. would have been bad. That, that would have been, been real bad. Like you come back to it like you get two two versions of people like, yo, I love this dude. He's so confident. And you get people like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you showing up in a stupid fur coat to a to a press conference. Like, what is wrong with you, man? Like, at some point, there's such a level of disrespect from coming 20 minutes late, dancing like an idiot in a fur coat. Like, well, what are you doing? At some it's point, I feel something. like people have to be like, okay, you came 20 minutes late. Screw you. You're getting reprimanded for it. Like, you have to do it. Yeah. But, um, you know, we could talk on, on and on about this, but unfortunately, yeah. we're running out of time. So we're going to have to cut this. We're going to have to end this. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. If you have any, if you have any opinion, if you have any opinions or any comments you want to add on to this conversation, please do so. You can tweet at me at uh, Battle Aldo at Twitter and um, hashtag Fight Night with Aldo. All right. Have a good day. Thank right. you for joining us, Rushab. Thanks for having me. All right, and um, peace out.